Well, I've had a front row seat uh, to this discussion that truly started, I'm going to say, uh, August of 2014 with uh, the events in Ferguson, uh, Missouri. What uh, uh, Governor Pritzker uh, signed uh, into uh, law uh, is going to have an impact. Uh, you know, there are many positives in this police reform, uh, but there is going to be a cost to the, the local uh, government. This is going to add two, if not three additional weeks to any basic academy. Well, there's a cost there. And then some of the uh, training that uh, is going to the ongoing training that you'll see at the uh, MTUs, the mobile training units. And uh, so there's going to be an additional cost here, uh, there as well. And that's going to be borne, uh, you know, by the local governments, by the local communities. We haven't quite figured out what that cost is going to be. What long-term changes are we looking at with this bill? I think, uh, you know, we're, we're the first in the nation to do this. Uh, you know, I think that there is a lot of concern out there uh, from the men and women that, uh, you know, provide the 24-7 safety uh, to us in our communities. And I think once the dust settles, uh, we're going to find that this is something that uh, is welcome and can definitely be uh, a benefit to the communities. So that's an initial thought, you know, that I've got is, is recruiting you know, uh, for my police department and then the retention of my officers. And I know that a lot of different communities throughout the state are hearing that uh, as well. But it is a concern right now because we're, we're, under, uh, we're understaffed. There's always duty-related injuries. There's always retirements. Uh, you might have someone that's gone to that academy and, and uh, went through the field training program and didn't make it to the end of their probation. A variety of reasons, and I think we get beyond it at some point. What are things looking like on the funding front with regard to these changes, especially bearing in mind the discussions continually going on about police funding reform? We're getting ready to uh, finalize our budget. We uh, proposed the fiscal year 22 budget. We're on a May 1 to April 30th uh, budget cycle. And some questions rose concerning uh, how do we fund uh, the police, you know, these different line items. And I welcome this and I look forward to the day that I can put together at least the portions that I'm responsible for, for this larger discussion that I heard out of my elected officials. And, and the question is, how do we police? You know, which is different than, you know, what about this line item, you know, this $250,000 line item in this new budget city manager that you're proposing. If you hear these discussions throughout the nation, at least what I'm picking up on are communities saying, we want to have a say in how we're being policed. And I think it's very interesting and I completely welcome that conversation. How are these training reforms going to affect the way area law enforcement goes about its job? I think it will improve, uh, but, it, but it's, it's time. Uh, so even, you know, I talked about the two or three additional weeks for a basic academy. I think it's 16 weeks now. So you're going to be pushing 20 weeks waiting for that new recruit that you probably hired after you, you had a, a vacancy that was in place for quite some time. So, I mean, you're already, you know, pushed back. But again, right thing to do. Now, the in-service training, you've got officers, uh, you're already understaffed. You've got officers that have responsibilities out on the street, the different duties that they provide the community. Now you're adding additional in-service training. So, I mean, it's all going to add up to time and time oftentimes equals uh, funding, uh, or in this case, in increased funding needs. But at the end of the day, you got to find a way. 
you know, and, and we will. On the whole, do you see these changes to the training curriculum as necessary, particularly in Bloomington? Yeah, I do. We've got a police department that we can be extremely proud of. That's not to say that we can't always improve on a very good department, but this community is lucky to have the kind of department that uh, we do have. Uh, we're an example throughout the state. I'm very proud of the Bloomington Police Department and, uh, and know that we'll get better through all of this. I mean, one, we don't have any other choice. Uh, but two, I, I think that the community is going to see a side of the Bloomington Police Department. And I think the officers for the Bloomington Police Department are going to see a side of the community. And through that, there's going to be growth. Uh, you know, we're, we're in a growth period. You know, we always are. But this is probably one that uh, is going to provide uh, tremendous growth, uh, you know, generational change. It's, it's honestly, it's, it's, it's exciting.